end, and I'm going to hit the intro. Hello, hello, hello again, ladies and gentlemen, people of all ages, witches, and werewolves, and, wait for it, the honey badger. This is episode five of The Modern Recordist, and another episode with a live in-studio guest. My guest today is my friend Ben Bishop, a Nashville producer, engineer, songwriter, musician, all those uh, creative visionary, etc. Um, sitting here with me today, it's going to be a fun episode, um, as usual, and we're going to get into a lot of cool, fun stuff, impactful, and all of those things. But first, a quick few promotional items, as usual, and then we'll get into the show. So, as I mentioned, this is The Modern Recordist. I'm John Stinson, your host. I'm going solo today. Uh, my uh, co-host and uh, uh, partner, J.D. Tyner, is uh, out today, as is Parrish. Um, but in any case, we are, uh, we're still doing the show. I'm still having a good time, still making it happen. Um, I am a producer engineer out of Nashville, uh, always got a few irons in the fire, such as this podcast. Um, I got my hands in a lot of different things. Uh, do some blogging, um, course recording and producing engineering, all that stuff out of uh, studio here in Nashville, Glass Onion Recording. Uh, hit my website, hit me up, read my blog. I've got some useful, uh, simple tap tips on recording drums, and I blog about a lot of things. And uh, you can a lot of things for you to check out there. Uh, JohnStinson.com, J-O-N-S-T-I-N-S-O-N.com. No H in John. Uh, yeah, check it out and uh, hit me up if you're interested in making a record. We can do some cool things. J.D. Tyner, my co-host, uh, he is the main man behind Glass Onion Recording, the studio that we record this podcast out of, the studio I do most of my work out of and uh, the studio that JD does all his work out of. Um, we've got some great gear over here that's an extension of our philosophy on production. Great gear, great vibe. JD's done an awesome job of building this place out with a really cool vibe. Um, it's a creative little nook. Um, gear, we've got uh, vintage analog gear, modern analog gear, digital gear, like I said, it's an extension of my and JD's philosophy on recording and uh, super vibey place. So uh, you can check that out uh, on Facebook. There's a Facebook page. You can go to facebook.com slash glassonionrec. That will get you to the Glass Onion Facebook page. Uh, check it out. Check out some pictures. Check out the studio vibe. Uh, like the page. Keep uh, keep informed and... Um, Hit us up. Uh, also, check out jdtiner.com. That's JD's personal website. You can look at uh, uh, his album credits and uh, portfolio and etc. cetera. Uh, hit him up there. Uh, and then, of course, Parrish, uh, as you and me and all our friends get to call him, the man simply known as Parrish. He is the guy who handles all the engineering responsibilities for the show so that JD and I get to hang out and have fun with the guests. And um, um, he also plays bass in the band Ave, 
which I had the pleasure of working with earlier in the year. I did some mix work for them for their record that is coming out this summer. So you'll hear about that. They're putting out a single very soon. Uh, you can um, you can find all that at uh, following uh, a Parish and keeping up with him. Um, uh, JonathanPaulParish.com. Do that. Uh, keep up with him there. Also, he's involved with some guys here in town. That's uh, uh, a company they've got. It's called Villain Place. It's a recording studio, record label, production company. Um, very cool, very cool operation they have going on. It's called Villain Place. That's also here out of Nashville. Uh, check that out at villainplace.com. So you'll be able to uh, uh, get all the updates on uh, Parrish and what he's doing, get in touch with him as far as uh, any interest in working with him, um, see what's going on with Villain Place, and uh, and get the latest on the band Ave. And uh, they're a really cool band, so we're going to have them on the show too uh, pretty soon. So uh, you'll get to uh, see what that's all about and hear some of their music. But uh, in the meantime, you can check them out there. JonathanPaulParish.com, Villain Place. Awesome. So uh, this is episode five of The Modern Recordist. As I mentioned, uh, I've got my friend Ben Bishop here in the studio. Thanks for being here, dude. Of course. Yeah. My pleasure. Yeah. Awesome. Um, And uh, as usual, he's going to play us some songs throughout the show, um, some of which are... uh, Some of which are... um, live performances but then we're going to do a few um things to showcase some of the work and a, a a project he's been working on recently so he brought some tracks into play for us as well but uh let's get the show started with uh some live music let me just uh let me get you set up cool man bring us in Say when you love someone, you gotta let it show. But I've been waiting for so long, that's time that you know. Well, I could say that I don't want you, but it wouldn't be true. Cause darling, I only wanna be with you. Whenever you're gone, it's feeling like the world's going great. Whenever you're leaving, you know I'm wishing you would stay. I hope that you are feeling it, feeling it too. Cause darling, I only want to be with you. I want to be with you. Ain't nothing I can do. Storms and pouring rain. Just tell me now that you feel the same. Now you can try, you can try and make me go away. Tell me to get lost. Never give me the time of day But baby, if you change your mind And I'm hoping that you do 
know that I only want to be with you. Storms and pouring rain. Just tell me now, do you feel the same? Don't know why, don't know when you changed my life. And this story began Wanna be by side So open up and let me in Wanna be with you Ain't nothing I can do Through all the thunderstorms and the Pouring rain Just tell me now Do you feel the same I wanna be with you Killer man Thanks. Yeah. That's fun. Awesome. Yeah, man. So I'm doing the songwriter thing now. Um, you might want to get up, oh, sorry. up closer to that mic. Okay. Um, let me uh, kill that, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pulling playing. double duty here, um, being an engineer. engineer. Yeah, Usually right. I'm like just the host, so like... Um, I got I yeah, to activate yeah, my yeah, core yeah, and right, lean forward. Yeah. <laughs> I got this. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, man. You were saying, though. Mm. So uh, I kind of came into Nashville not really knowing what I was going to be focusing on. And I do this singer-songwriter thing, the artist thing, but just like everybody else uh, in town. Um, but I really just got into production kind of right when I was moving to Nashville. And, and that's uh, about four years ago is when I moved here and decided that I think that was my path. I mean, I, right. I really like songwriting and I, I do quite a bit of it. Um, but um, producing is my main job. Um, right on. And I started with... Uh, even before I moved to Nashville, I kind of wanted to see, is this a viable career path to, unless you, because I didn't have any contacts in the industry. I kind of came yeah, yeah. to Nashville not knowing anybody. And um, so I was kind of. And when was, when was that? That was like November of 2011. Okay. So and the, where, where'd you come from? Hartford, Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Um, and there's just not like a great music scene there. I mean, there's yeah. some great musicians and stuff, but just like the the community there is not quite as, sure. as it is here. Sure. You know what I mean? So um, uh, when I came to town, I was trying to figure out kind of what my deal was here. And uh, I realized that there's a quite a bit of work. Even before I knew anybody here, I was trying to find work online. Like, because uh -huh. I mean, that's, and that's something that's fairly recent, only the past like 
10, I'd say five, 10 years, like you'd be able to like sure. freelance oh, yeah. doing work. For Absolutely. Men, you could live anywhere doing that too. You yeah. don't have to be in Nashville. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, actually I, 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 there's a gig that I do, um, in a studio that's, it's all that it's all remote. It's oh, all is it really? like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Like we'll have usually three cities going at once, like Nashville with me and the musicians producer will be like either in California or New York or something. He usually goes back and forth. Right. Uh, but he's pretty much never in Nashville. And then, uh, and then there will be like a client, like a songwriter guy or somebody mm -hmm. that, uh, is, could be anywhere. It could be, you know, some it's, there's been, we've had where it's been in China, you know, or like, you know, there's a, there's a guy that we work with regularly that's out of Scotland anyway. So are you doing that via like ISDN or, or how does that work? Um, it is, um, over a lot of, it's like we use Skype. We use another. Um, it's really just. It's really just over uh, a standard, pretty much a standard uh, Comcast uh, internet account. Oh, okay. And I don't know if the if the studio owner slash producer um, if he has set up some kind of you know premium account or something right. with Comcast. I imagine possibly, but I mean we really use just kind of like a lot of consumer sure i guess if stuff. all the musicians are in the same spot yeah. that's okay you don't have to worry about latency right. or anything you can kind yeah, of just... there is, yeah and so there is latency but right. it's latency to it's not inner like in between musicians exactly, yeah, yeah. Which so would throw off the, right there's like a half second between the bases and, and the it drummer. is it does get a little <laughs> bit weird sometimes when we're like you know you might have like a singer or somebody on the microphone right and they'll be like getting production uh whatever like guidance from, right, sure. from somebody sure. and then so they'll say something and they'll like be communicating like the uh um the singer will say something and it'll take like five or six seconds before okay. anybody else hears so it's just like sometimes it's, it's like, some awkward silence yeah it's a weird thing you know <laughs> sure but uh that's yeah that's the gig but anyway i interrupted you it's just like oh, no, you know good. you were saying like a lot of the online stuff yeah, and like yeah it's, it's pretty cool well th that's the ironic thing like yeah. i moved to town and um, you know, you move to a city that's known for its musicians and, and its music and its opportunities in the industry. And I think my, my mistake when I moved here was I focused way too much on like just trying to make ends meet and make money taking any project I could possibly sure. take online when I started out. So I was doing a lot of remote work and it's sure. like, that's great, but like, I'm, am I missing out on all the opportunities that are just people around me? Right. You know what I mean? Like, there were so many people that I could have been working with my first, like, year in town mm -hmm. that, like, I was just so focused on the remote work right. that I was getting. Um, and some of that was good. Some of that, I think, was getting all that work coming in helped me get my chops up. Because sure. up until that point, I'd only really been producing. Um, I mean, I, I played in bands growing up, and, like, I was always the one to kind of record people. But it yeah. was, I wasn't taking it very seriously. Right. I didn't consider myself a producer mm -hmm. until maybe, like only about five years ago. Um, so I feel like that helped me get my chops up as a producer, you know, just kind of working on just random things for all different music genres, whatever it was, whether it was mixing, whether it was playing instruments, doing background vocals mm -hmm. for people. Um, so that was fun. That was, that part was cool. Always having a constant stream of like interesting, like unique work coming in. Right. Um, and I, th I think that's important to kind of when you're starting out, but at a certain point you have to realize it's like, is this what you want to be doing? Right. Yeah, is this like totally. ideal for you? And like, yeah. so I look back and I mean, it's, I worked on some cool projects and stuff, but nothing that, hold on a second, I'm just gonna... yeah, that's fine. Nothing that, uh, I was like super proud of that. I felt was like, this is what, like, this is a representation of me, you know? Yeah. And you have to go, um, you have to be intentional and know what you want right. to do. Like you have to know what your direction is going to be, you know? And sure. so 
Yeah, like you're saying, there's a starting point to things, but you but you have to always be focused on where you want to go and be moving towards that Mm -hmm. and always constantly evaluating am i going there right now am i headed in that right direction and like always always be committed to just checking in on that and making sure like you know for sure and and a lot of people don't um, a lot of people don't uh, necessarily do that. They kind mm-hmm. of, you know, end up falling. It. That's just JD. He said he'd be stopping hey. by. Um, yeah, you're good, man. Uh, um, <laughs> he, he's stopping through for picking up some things real quick. But, mm-hmm. uh, um, but you know, at the same time, I feel like if I were to get the opportunities that I've I've gotten the last year and like got in front of the people and been working with the people, like if I did that too early in my career before I had all that practice time, like I might've screwed something up. So I'm kind of grateful for all that yeah. time I had. Like I view it as like just, you know, rehearsal time, sure. audition I mean, time, yeah. practice time. Yeah. Um, cause, cause now I, I feel like I'm, I'm thicker skin too. Yeah. It's like, I worked with some really difficult clients, uh, during that period of my, my career. And like that got me just forget about all the technical stuff, just like interpersonally yep. how to deal with people. Yep. And now I feel like I'm at a point where like yep. I can work with people in a, in a really like positive positive way right. without any, trying to like like let go of any sort of ego issues that right. I'm, that may have sprung up earlier on in right. my career. So I'm kind of grateful that like I, the the opportunities I have now of course. didn't I didn't get offered them too early on, you know, cuz like right. some, something bad might have happened. Uh, of course. I mean, you know, you've got to start somewhere, you know, and um but yeah, I you know, I do uh it's like to acknowledge that uh, cuz people do get stuck in a they'll find their thing and go and they just kind of um, almost um, you can get comfortable, like yeah. if, if you can make enough money doing doing those projects, right? I mean, and then you kind of like let sort of limiting beliefs go, and, and before you know, it's like, well, I've made this career out of whatever it is. I mean, that happens all the time with like even people just not even in the right career path at all, let sure. alone being like in the arena that you want to be in, but right. not really, you know, it could be making radio jingles all the time when really you got into the business because you wanted to make these you know some great rock records or some yeah. like you know so um and that's exactly it i got excited that i was able to make a living off of music and i was like this is so cool i'm, I'm like really happy that i'm able to do this but then you realize it's like it's not i didn't choose to kind of pack my things in my car and move to nashville to to do these particular types of yeah. projects just to make money like i could right. have made money in other fields sure. or hopefully made money in other fields so let I me mean, you 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 choose to do music because you want to do work on projects you love, right? Sure. And so like they can't all be a hundred percent the the absolute best projects you can ever work on, but like you can at least strive for that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Like it makes me think of that Steve Jobs quote where he's talking about he goes something I don't, I don't know for verbatim, but it was something to the effect of like you know he would wake up in the morning every day, look in the mirror, ask himself, "Am I?" doing what I yeah. want to do, you know, and if there's too many days in a row where I'm saying no, right. then I stop and I figure out what's Change going something, on. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah. you, I think, was it, uh, excited for waking up and being excited to start yeah. the day yeah. and like to do what you're about to do. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is, is definitely a good thought exercise yeah. too. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. It's great. And I, you know, I acknowledge you for, because a lot of people, it takes courage to do that. It takes discipline to always check in on that and just mm-hmm. make sure, am I, Am I following through on like you know my promise to myself? Exactly. What I really want to be doing because otherwise, you know, there's a day of reckoning. If you're if you're not doing what you want to be doing and what you're passionate about, sure. Then eventually there's going to be a day of reckoning where you're just not gonna yeah 
you're just not going to show up anymore. Oh, you totally. Know? For sure. So that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, so, yeah, I'd love to, like, unpack that a little bit more. Um, well, for, so from there, like, you know, one of the nice things that came out of doing the remote work is I, I did well, – I was able to pick a few clients and customers that I was working with um, and musicians that I still work with today. Um, that was just kind of a – you know, just I developed these relationships with people I really got along with stylistically and just interpersonally. And, you know, we start working together on a regular basis, which is great. Um, and then also through a freelancing website, I uh, it was the Elance. You're familiar with Elance? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a gig working for the, the the voice app. Cool. And that was probably I mean, that's 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 been going on for about a year and a half now, um, which I was super pumped to get. And they were just looking for someone to work on productions for uh, their iPhone app, which is kind of like one of those um, karaoke type of things mm-hmm. where you like find uh, your favorite song and mm-hmm. it starts playing the background track and like the uh, the background vocals and the words come up. And they've actually licensed and Terry's autotune for, okay. so you record your voice and then it plays you back over huh. the song and you're all auto-tuned and you sound, okay. <laughs> sound good, I so guess. they've got some auto-tune technology <laughs> in their app. In their app, yeah. Interesting. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a project that I've been working on. I basically just recreate the songs. Yeah. Um, and I've actually started hiring some other producers in Nashville to help me out with that. Cool. Because they've started sending, you know, about five songs a week. And, like, I've got to do, uh, uh, like, what's that What's that new Jason Derulo song? It's the one that's, like, all over the radio. I can't remember the name of it. But it's, like, it's really cool. And so, like... Try, it keeps you current too. Sure. Yeah. It's like because um, sometimes I'm doing the vocals as well, um, depending on the style and, and what they're looking for. So I not only keep my vocal like style stylings warmed up by like knowing what's current yeah. and, and but also just production jobs too. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. You're keeping this is yeah. You've got a lot of stuff. Um, you know that uh, you're keeping your chops up and that's great. You know it's it's awesome to like have your musician uh, chops up keep up all the time in production work. I mean, after all, we're help we're supporting people as they create music, right? So For it's sure. it's about it's about creating music. So yeah. always having those chops up um to um just just always have those musical ideas and make musical decisions, you know. Right, um, For sure. You know, so that's that's important. I think, you know, lately that's been kind of where I'm at. Like I came, uh, you know, I was musical. I I started from a musical place, but I spent a lot of time in the engineering. You know, the last the last little while has been uh, kind of like a lot of focus on engineering, and so like that's been kind of my thing lately is mm-hmm. thinking about it and um, in a way of uh, of just kind of shifting into just all like much more focused on just being musical, you know? And and I think there's, I've been wearing a lot of hats the Mm -hmm. last, like, you know, for me, it's been about, um, sort of this place in my mind where I produce, I engineer, I mix, I do all three and I still like that. Um, but you know, it's kind of been a place in my mind where I, uh, uh, sort of almost, almost needed to do all three. Like I needed to do it. Like, that's what kind of allowed me to make decisions or understand like, except I don't know. It's like all the, all three of those things kind of like were molded into like sort of one big right. mentality for me, you know? Sure. And so, um, and like you were saying, like the, the engineering side of things, I feel like, uh, you, you learn that first and then you almost, you don't forget it, but you let it go into a subconscious sure. type of thing. And so you can focus on the musical creative side of, mm-hmm. of, that, of that aspect of it so that when, 
you have to make a decision about oh, I need the vocals to sound like more warmer or whatever, yeah. or brighter. Yeah, like you you aren't even necessarily like obsessing about what piece of gear to go. You just mm-hmm. kind of have this like innate feeling right. where it's like oh, I need to use the Pultec. Right, that, right, right. Know? Sure, <laughs> but you know what's also cool is. I think that, you know, working in music and there's a lot of, I think most people do like that work in music in some way or another, like as far as studio work at least, right. um, are somewhat familiar with, maybe they play like something, they play maybe right. guitar or drums or something and they play something, whether you're an engineer or you're a mm-hmm. producer or whatever, which I, at least in Nashville, that's true. Or like maybe they even program or something, but have their hands in the music in like being musical right. even if you're like the technical guy i think it's important because to to allow that to help you sort of like you make decisions from that place even if you're like the technical guy even if you're plugging in right. you know, like because microphone choices and like um and different compressors or eqs or sure. whatever you know if you're thinking from kind of a musical place it's an interesting way to approach that it kind of let like like you were saying the scientific part of it you you, you get attuned to it right? right but then just kind of let it let it sort of become second nature Definitely. and then and then always allow like the music to um totally guide your decision making even if it is a technical decision right. you know it's an interesting thing to kind of just because it's it's almost like setting up the scenery building mm-hmm. the set or one th- something you know and you're allowing what the actual scene and the content of the scene and the emotion of the scene help you understand something in that realm to set it up and like let it speak a certain way yeah. you know for sure so it's all kind of an esoteric kind of thing but you know once you're i just think it's important oh it's you totally know, helpful like to know an instrument if you're even if you're not like focusing on that as your if yeah. you're an engineer or something because you know, it you, could be like sometimes you know an engineering decision comes down to like well this person's playing this particular way like they've they have this particular approach to playing this song and it has it so the performance lends to maybe it's it's more soft and mellow so i'm going to choose you know i'm going to make technical decisions based on that or like this song's kind of hard and rough and there's a lot of transients so i'm gonna make these other technical decisions based on that and it's sure. like about the performance mm-hmm you know, you might make a decision to kind of like balance that stuff out from a right. technical standpoint, or you might make a decision to go, I'm going to do something to like accentuate it even harder right. because the vibe of this piece. So you end up making like, you know, technical decisions yeah, based on from a musical standpoint. That's sure. important. I think that, yeah. So like, that's awesome. Like anytime people are like keeping up, it, it's hard because like you want to kind of wear a lot of hats, you know, and I think it's important yeah. to do to keep those chops up. And I was thinking as you were talking, like I also really enjoy even though i think it is important for people who um don't consider themselves musicians to at least like learn instrument i really like working with people who are very engineering focused because that's not my focus yeah. i'm not coming at it from an, an engineering perspective um and I, I like people with complementary skills that maybe right. don't even pl- like you know what i mean like if you're working with somebody who's like your producer and and the engineer is also like a, you're a guitarist and the engineer's a guitarist and like the artist plays guitar yeah like, er, there's just going to be like so many people just yeah. with ideas and like it's going to get be, like, yeah. too many cooks type of thing sure but i mean if you have somebody like some of the engineers i like working with that have like a lot of knowledge and experience with like microphone selection which is something that i don't have a ton of experience with 
um, or you know preamp selection, that sort of all this stuff that like I don't necessarily I like finding people who are like the exact opposite of me sure. to work with, and then yeah. hopefully we can kind of get like this well-rounded, yeah. like like complementary yeah. sound to it, you know. So we fill in each other's gaps, basically. Right. Yeah. That's like. cool. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, so yeah, so that's cool, man. Like, you know, the, um, the way I was thinking about the way that we crossed paths was in that musical, um, we crossed paths originally the musical house party, wasn't it? Yeah. There was some kind of house show or something and, uh, that, that my, my, a friend of mine was putting on and, um, I was doing sound, which I don't ever do live sound. That's not really my thing, but, Mm -hmm. um, but I was helping them out. Um, for this series of shows, yeah. but yeah, you guys came in and played. Yeah, it was the first yeah. band I was in when I when I joined Nashville. It was, okay, it was, uh, just a female fronted when, rock, pop rock. When band. you joined Nashville, like is that? What I said? Yeah, joined yeah. Na- <laughs> first band I joined when I moved to Nashville. <laughs> well, it's kind of like joining, right? It's like a yeah. big just team of musicians. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was cool. So um, yeah, and um, but it's just been cool to get to know you. And I've know, randomly like, seen you just around Nashville so many well, times. Well, yeah, but I mean, yeah. you know, just being in the music scene and yeah. stuff, and then we're also like minded because um, you know farmers markets and that kind of That's lifestyle right. and all that kind of stuff i forgot so, yeah you came to that yeah. farmer's market that yeah, i was helping yeah, out yeah. at one time yeah it's cool. um, yeah no i'm totally into other than music i'm obsessed with like growing food yeah and i, I finally have some i was in an apartment for when i moved to nashville and green hills okay um, and now that i have a house with a front yard and a backyard um i'm i have it all planted out with like fruit trees and perennial vegetables and like berries and all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean it's not not I mean I got a decent amount of food right now, but I think depending on how long I'm there for, every, each year I'm just it's going to get more and more. Sure. That's which, cool, man. I so, want to get to that place. I'm yeah. not in a place right now where I um I'm I'm doing that, but I have intention to like, you know, to grow stuff. I got a yeah. lot of friends who grow stuff. I actually seen some of um like on online some pictures you've posted oh, yeah, stuff, yeah. so it's like that's cool. <laughs> I'm yeah. proud of it. Yeah, man. That's awesome. You should be proud of it. That's well, good. That's cool. I've I made a friend with um a guy uh, is a producer, a mixing engineer. His name's Dustin Burnett. Do you know who he is? Um, mm-hmm. He, he. Do you, are you familiar with the That Sound project? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. He's the guy. He's one of the guys behind it. Him okay. And, uh, and Ben Phillips, um, but I think it's mainly Dustin's baby. Uh, and so he. So we were friends on Facebook. But we have a couple of mutual friends, and he was posting all these like gardening pictures, and uh-huh. uh, he's he's got the same bug I've got. So like we yeah. we can bond over that. And um, also, I was I was working on the sample library for a while, so I was like bugging him for help yeah. help with that kind of stuff. Um, so it's just kind of funny that to find other people in the music industry that have the same yeah. like auxiliary passions yeah. as, as you do. Yeah. And some, it's, it's a way you can kind of just like like learn from people. Yeah. Like, uh, a shoe, what do you call it? Foot in the door. So you right. Can, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can talk to them and ask yeah. questions. Yeah, man. It's a cool there's – a, there's a cool thing going on. Nashville's a great spot for – that community, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I think a lot of a lot of folks don't. I think a lot of folks maybe kind of surprised, you know, because they think of the South and like Southern, like just like barbecue, Southern food and whatever, yeah. and not necessarily like you know farmers markets and all that stuff. I might be wrong about that, but like that's kind of what I feel like people think about. And like, but there's a very um, there's a very tight knit community of people oh, yeah. who are dedicated to that, like kind of sustainable living and like growing their own food. Now a big movement of that, like mm-hmm. some of the best farmers markets here, you know, there's that there's, yeah, there's like three or four and um, some great farms around here. And I pretty much get all, um, I'm very passionate. That's something I'm very passionate about That's is, great. you know, the um, high quality nutrient dense food mm-hmm. from local farmers, all that kind of stuff, you know, and, um, sort of that nutritional lifestyle oh, sure. so you know yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an exciting place just in general for like just all different sorts of movements whether it's social yeah. justice whether it's 
food justice, yeah. whether it's music. Yeah. Just, everything's moving so fast. I know. Here. Nashville is so growing. Like, it's it's booming so much. And, like, people – I keep hearing different um, – I keep hearing different uh, people are saying, like, there's a number of, like, how many people are moving here per week or something. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I hear different ones. that They're always kind of like – you know, I've heard, like, 300 people per week or something like that, which, um, I don't know, in some, some towns maybe that's not as – but, like, I think that's – that's pretty significant for right. you know when when you look at just throughout the whole nation or whatever what's going on but um, and that may or may not be right I haven't verified that number right. or something it's so a lot I, I've heard it is. I've heard I've heard more than that too like a thousand people per week but I don't know that that's true but yeah it's just a place to be man there's a lot of people there's a lot of different things going sure. on here a lot of like new growth and a mm-hmm. lot of new ideas coming in it's a really inspiring place to be right you know. So it was always kind of my mecca. Like in college, I had a friend who who convinced me to move to to Nashville. But I was in college at the time, and I realized I kind of, for some reason, I felt like I really needed to finish it. Like mm-hmm. even though I wasn't doing music, I was. And you doing, were in college up in in Connecticut. In Connecticut yeah, okay. I was doing communications and music, um, kind of as more of like a music minor actually. So I was it's, able, like, I was, I could take like all the. What was nice because I could take all the classes that I wanted and none of the classes that I wasn't interested in. Yeah, right know? on. So yeah, um, but I mean. You know, if I could go back, I would totally like go find a better music school and 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 do like um, music business probably. Okay. Uh, so what were you? What was your th- thinking when you were in college and like what you were kind of going for then? Was it not? I mean, it sounds like you weren't thinking like, oh, I'm going to go down to Nashville and do this thing. You had sort of maybe a different. Right. Well, I mean, that was always in the back of my mind because because yeah. when I got to college, uh, my friend who was one year below me had auditioned to go to Belmont and got in, and he was. Uh, every t- every chance we talked on the phone, like he would say, "Dude, Belmont's amazing. Nashville's amazing. You have to come down. You'd love it here." Because we were in a band growing up, and and he was trying to support me, doing music. Uh, and it's kind of hard doing that in Connecticut. So it was always in the back of my mind, like, "What if I moved to Nashville? Mm-hmm. What, if, what if I what if I did that?" And then um, just for whatever reason, I just never did it. Mm-hmm. Um, and until until I got out of school. Um, and at that point, I was kind of deciding whether or not to go into music or go into nutrition because I was actually okay. I was actually okay. really into nutrition okay. for a while. I took a ton of I was at one point I was taking more nutrition classes than I was taking my major classes. Okay, like I was I had totally checked out of communications. Like, okay, that was like yeah. a mistake. Like, yeah. like I don't even care about this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But actually, a lot of those classes I, I took, whether it's marketing or PR or all that fun stuff that I didn't like at the time. I'm using now as like someone who's running their own like freelance sure. production. Yeah, business. cool. You know, it's like it's kind of. I think that that d- did kind of help me in the long mm-hmm. run. Um, but at a certain point, you realize like you can, if you want to focus on like a more, you know, going back to school or, or doing a career versus doing uh, just following your dreams and doing music. You know, if you're when you're young, do the do the thing that you can only do when you're young. Sure, right? it's a lot harder to to drop everything and, and pursue. You know, uh, a risky um, business venture in music when you're in your 30s mm-hmm. or, you know, mid 30s or whatever. So I was 20, 24 when I moved down here. Um, was it 24? Actually, it might have been 23. Um, and I figured, you know, this was the perfect time to do it. And mm-hmm. like, I'd been thinking about it for so long. It's like, if you're thinking about doing something for five years and you're not doing mm-hmm. it, like every day you're thinking of doing it, it's like, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like we yeah. were talking about. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah. I'm packing my things and leaving. So you just made it, you just went for it, yeah. made the decision you decided. Yeah. So was it kind of like you had some sort of, it took a minute for you to, to get past maybe some limiting beliefs or something? Or oh, was yeah, it? I, I think that's probably a good word for it. Um, 
I think it was just a, a big life decision of which path I wanted to take because I had different like I had different things I was interested in. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I love music, but there was a, a point, probably six months, where I wasn't even working on anything musical, mm-hmm. um, and it, it took me a while to like get back into the swing of things. Um, but then once once I did, I was like, okay. Um, since this is a passion for me and this is not going away, this is something that I love to mm-hmm. do, and, and I've been I have loved to do it for as long as I can remember. This is it's time to actually devote some some big life decisions yeah. to it, you know. So you sat and, down and just sort of had this like yeah. maybe this moment of like, okay, right. this is what I want to do. Like I'm not I haven't been necessarily acknowledging that this is what I want to do. Or, right. Okay. So and, and it's just like your whole life. You sometimes, at least for me. You know, when you're in school, everything is kind of predictable. It's like you, you go to the next mm-hmm. grade, then oh, you go to the school that like all your friends go to, your your the college that's in state that you were expecting to go to your whole life, and it's like you make all these decisions that are, you know, not too risky and that are just they they follow one after another, no big deal. And then but then you're trying to decide should I just pack up and move to a different part of the country and mm-hmm. pursue a, yeah. uh, you know music? Like that's a big decision. Absolutely. You, you have to like think about that for a while. Um, so yeah, I mean, there was, there was a lot of deliberation, but, um, yeah. you know, I think, I mean, I obviously really <laughs> appreciate the the fact that I, I made it and yeah. I think it was the right decision. Yeah. Cool. Um, and so I, so I moved down and, um, I wanted to, part of me wanted to get a, uh, a day job and, and have, you know, say, well, let me, let me get my feet, feet on the ground and, and, you know, have a job ready and then I can like focus on like maybe transitioning back into music mm-hmm. but I talked to some people who who moved here and, and that said that like the people they know that had a backup plan stayed with their backup yep. plan and if you had and like I had savings because I was living at home and I was working I worked for two years after college so mm-hmm. I, I just didn't spend any money mm-hmm. so I had I had some savings saved up so it was like I could afford to like you know move down here and start working just doing music and and building my momentum yep. doing that yeah so that's kind of that's kind of how I how I made the transition. Yeah. Um, and so I was, it took me. It was like there was a couple months of just like the shock value of like I finally did it. Yeah, I yeah, finally yeah, moved yeah. to Nashville. Yeah. I didn't. I so I kind of didn't realize. I guess I I kind of never realized until just now that like when we first met at that house show that you were like pretty pretty yeah, fresh to Nashville. Less than a year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I I I just I never really. Put how long that you together. been here for? I grew up here actually. Oh okay. Yeah. So I've always lived here and, but at the same time it's like because. Um, it's changed so much and it's changed rapidly in like the last 10 years and even more rapidly in the last five years. Um, sometimes I'm, I, I, I kind of joke half jokingly saying like, you know, this is not the town that I grew up in. And sometimes mm. it feels like I just showed up, you know, like, oh, right. <laughs> and even now, like, you know, um, I was talking to somebody the other day about like, I can't keep up with all the, like every seemingly every week there's like a new restaurant that opens or some kind of yeah. new something or another. And I'm like, people are going and, uh, it was it's like all of a sudden everybody's talking about it or whatever. Right. And I'm, Oh, have you heard of this? Oh, you haven't no, been the pilot social? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, sure. you know, so a lot of times I'm just like, I, I, how do you keep up? Luckily I've got a couple of friends who are just, you know, that's why you have friends, right? Yeah, they can get you out you know, and try, they, try to new places. Between me and my friends, we know everything, right? You know, you it's go. like, <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and I don't mind all of that. I mean, I think it's exciting to have that, that new, um, New new places to check out and, and new new opportunities to explore. The problem is when it displaces 
the things that made Nashville cool in the first place. Sometimes. Like the restaurants, the music. And that's particularly venues. hard sometimes for me to let go of. Like, hey, you know, the nostalgia of things. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, even like there's some grocery stores and like apothecary shops or whatever. that right. These mom and pop things that were like, even like there was a even a barber shop that I would go to when I was a kid. And my mom would take me to. None of that's there now. It's right. now it's now turned into a Whole Foods and all that stuff. That's great. And I go yeah. to, you know, I love that. I love the progression. I love like not i love that nashville was like it's a it's become a really forward-thinking town at the same time you know i have these nostalgic memories yeah. of my childhood that are just sort of one particular one actually there's um in uh, hillsborough village area mm-hmm. you know that um there was a music the place that i bought my first guitar ever cotton music it was a special store to me you know sure. and there's this little they moved they're still around but there was some stores right. storefronts there in this little walkway and um those are all gone now torn down rebuilt into newer more modern things and i was like it was hard for me to to sort of like be cool with like that progression in the town you know sure um because i didn't want to see you know those kind of like memories those places like i remember when when there was this there's this coffee shop fido in town for those that don't that are um not familiar with nashville but um the uh this it used to be a pet store that, oh, okay. that store used to be a pet store and so we would go every um every saturday to the pancake pantry which by the way the pancake pantry is the, it's the same location but it's completely different um place it it's it used to be just this old freestanding building right. you know and uh and uh so we would go there we would like with my family it was my mom and my dad and my sister we'd go there on every saturday like we'd we'd eat breakfast we'd wait in the i mean the line was still like it is now where it like wraps around the building right, yep. we'd wait in line freezing cold we'd have the pancakes and like have breakfast and everything and then we would walk down to the pet store and like you know just go through the pet store and all that sure. and then like now i mean fido's an incredible coffee shop yeah but it's just like it's just i mean I it doesn't remember. have puppies though yeah it doesn't what was the rabbits for me i was like oh. i always go would go in there and beg my dad can i have a rabbit can i have a rabbit and it would never got a rabbit mm. then my parents didn't want to mess with the rabbit i don't blame them like yeah, sure but, um but it's funny um um but yeah i just remember you know things like that man i remember when this was a pet store i remember that I'm so sure it'll happen me soon I mean, yeah. i've only been here for four years yeah. but already some things that i'm like yeah. well, hey wasn't that didn't that used to be this yeah or like, and now yeah. It's that. yeah yeah um yeah i always laugh i mean like i i really like going to the the station in in the gulch the, mm-hmm. the bluegrass place mm-hmm. i don't know if you've been there before but uh that was one of the first places i visited when i when i came to town and it's like for people who don't know it, it's like a, it's like this really old stone building, um, kind of like kind of like a dive bar uh, feel to it, but it's just got amazing bluegrass music yeah. there. But it's surrounded by all these like artisanal coffee shops yeah. and high end yeah. restaurants. Yeah, and all these Cause, like, crazy because it's a relic kind of a of, yeah. of times past. It's the thing that survived right. where everything else in that neighborhood has disappeared. Well, yeah. quite honestly, that area used to be just a big like a hole in the ground, just a mud pit. Like there was nothing there. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know? And, uh, and now it's like sort of like this LA kind of nightlife place. That's kind of that vibe. Yeah, yeah. And just funny to see this little like weird, yeah. like completely different than the entire rest of the, yeah. the Gulch now, but it's just holding its own because yeah. it's just, it's that, qu- that much quality music. Is, is Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's just what goes to when you have a, a truly legendary institution of music yeah. like that. Um, it just, it survives and the community wants it, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, it's, it's kind of in a way it's sort of like everlasting, you know, sure. it's pretty cool. I hope it sticks around. 
It's just going to build around it. Yeah, like, exactly. Artisanal yeah. donuts yeah, over yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. Totally, totally. Well, cool. I want to, because um, um, we're, we're, we're getting to the halfway mark, and so okay. I want to be able to play more music, but to set that up, because you know, it would be great for you to play your um, some of the, this project that you've been working on, but to kind of shift the discussion a little bit towards um, your, kind of like, just your production. Sure. Um, your approach to production, the I'd love to to hear your thoughts about because uh, the way you started off this podcast was great, kind of talking about more or less, um, more or less having the courage and the discipline and the foresight and whatever what have you, um, just the dedication to follow through on like you set your life towards this is what I want to do and you move to a different place and you set and you've making you made it happen you know mm-hmm. and you've you've set your sights on it's production that I want to do and a right. certain a certain I want to be involved in a certain area of production and not just you know like I want to make. I want to make artistic records with artists and, sure. and you've accomplished that, you know? And, um, and so I would really like the way that you spoke into that to, to begin this podcast, yeah. because that's a powerful message. One that I like to highlight on this podcast right. to talk about. Sure. Um, but, um, that, you know, kind of like take that a step further to talk about, you know, the essence of that, where you are with your career and like how mm-hmm. you approach production and like the essence of like, you know, what are, um, what's, what's kind of your, um, yeah. What do you, how do you dive into that? How do you, the daily life of your production, like yeah. what's, what draws you in, what kind of projects do you find yourself working on and what, what does it look like when you're, right. you know, when you're in a project and you know, why do you choose certain things and what, you know, that's a lot of questions. Yeah. Where do I start? So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm, I'm slowly starting to kind of develop my, my sound as, as a, a producer. And uh, it's it's hard, though, because I really enjoy working on so many different styles of, of music. I mean, I, I, very few people, like, pigeonhole themselves and mm-hmm. say, I just do alt rock. You know, mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I, I like working on everything. Um, but I think the the main underlying theme is, is mostly pop. Mo- mm-hmm, modern pop mm-hmm. music is, is kind of what I, what I enjoy doing. And that could be either kind of pop dance stuff. Uh, or uh, being in Nashville, I do a lot of country, country pop, um, w- which is, uh, before I moved to, moved to town, I wasn't listening to that style of music, but I've definitely, gr- it's grown on me. Um, and I, I just really enjoy melodic music uh, with good grooves and beats. Um, and I, I think my main, the way I focus on music is, is from a vocal perspective. Mm-hmm. So I've been singing since I was really young. And I feel like that's one thing I bring to the table that I feel like I, is my strong point mm-hmm. as, as someone who can do vocal coaching with people and can like rewrite vocal phrasing and vocal melodies um, and, and change change things with people on the fly to make them fit better with the music. Uh, and then vocal tuning that doesn't uh, T-pain everything. Yeah, you know, sure. Being really like yeah. cognizant of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so just in general, though, my my philosophy now is is I've, I feel like I moved past the point where I want to work on anything that ever gets offered to me at any point. Now it's like at this point, I'd rather I'd rather only work on projects that are exciting to me and then have to get a day job. And as funny as that yeah. sounds like I don't I wouldn't mind working part time, making some money on the side and then just being super excited to sure. work on music. Yeah. And not because I mean, over the years, I've, I've worked on projects that like. You know, they were they were okay, but I was kind of like they weren't that exciting to me, and I feel like that's really damaging to your psyche when you're working mm-hmm. on stuff, uh, because you kind of if you're not super pumped to be to be working on the project, you're not gonna, you know, they say like practice makes perfect, mm-hmm. but if you're practicing like just 
getting by making something sound good enough, that's what you're going to get really good at. You're going to mm-hmm. get good at being okay, yeah. you know? And so if you can make the only thing that you, when you sit down to work on music, you're going to write something that is just really exciting to you and is, you know, hopefully some of your best work. Like if you do that, then you're, I feel like your skills are going to get, get so much yeah. better and that you care about everything and you, and you realize everything's a representation of so yourself. how do you, for you, how do you define exciting? Like what is it that's like that lets you know, like this is exciting me. This is, um, this is it for me. Yeah, it's it's hard to to put into words. I think mm-hmm. um, just it's just something that really that that grabs you. Um, so so a lot of times people will send me songs that uh, that I'll be I'll be working on, and it's it's just an acoustic demo, and then I'm I'm charged with uh, putting all the instrumentation in there and re-recording vocals and that sort of thing. And in the beginning, you I would get a um, a vocal demo recording on an iPhone or whatever. And I would just make something, whether or not I liked it or not, I would just try to recreate it the way, like just make it better, like re-record yeah. the instruments. Okay, okay. This just kind of like up the quality of it. Yeah, and and, and yeah. that's sometimes that's all you need to do as a producer, yeah. right? Um, but more recently, I um, I realized that like when someone hires you to do something uh, with their music, with their song, most of the time they're hiring you not just for your technical skills of recreating something, mm-hmm. but you, they're also hiring you for your ear and yeah. like your taste and your yeah. style. So yeah. like. I try to when someone gives me a project to work on, I, I'm trying to you know elevate it uh, and and maybe even you know depending on the project, maybe rewrite it with them uh, to yeah. get it to where to, to where like when we're playing it, we're like excited and we're like wow, that's that's really cool. That's something like really exciting. I can always tell like when I'm working on a project, especially if there's other people in the room working on it with me, like that we all start doing that like uh-huh. you know that yeah. groove. Uh, yeah. No one can see me right now, yeah. but I'm like moving yeah. my body yeah. like yeah. in like a like a grooving. Yeah, way. when you start involuntary, like your body starts like grooving. Yeah, and yeah. like something about that, you just feels right, you know. And if you can get it to that point, that's great. Um, and and get to the vocals where they really just you feel something. Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe you can't put it into words, but like. Like you, you know what I mean when you're when you're comping vocals and you're going through takes and you're like okay that's that's a little pitchy or that one has some mouth noise or whatever and then you find one and it's like oh that's that's something about that just vibes yeah. and sounds awesome. Well, you know, and it's funny because sometimes, quite often actually, um, I when I'm going through the takes, mm-hmm. the quote air quotes here perfect one is not the one that I choose. Sure, right. The one that might be a little bit pitchy mm-hmm. or there, you know, sometimes it's just like there was this thing. I don't know what happened. It was something that happened with your voice box and how like the inflection on the like diaphragm of the microphone yeah. sort of like distorted the electronics just ever so subtly yeah. a certain way. And yeah, there's a little bit of mouth noise or something. But I mean, you know, and, and a lot of times it's like the only reason that you even hear that mouth noise is because you're like. You're going over the same sort of phrase over and over and sure, over again and listening sure. to like, you know, five different options yeah. for it. And like, and then you're like, it becomes like, oh my God, like I can hear this mouth noise, right? But, but your brain's so tuned to that yeah. one little spot. And I've, I've, you know, and you have to, I've, I've been able to sort of train myself to go, you know what? When I make this decision, we do it, and like this record comes out, and then I go back and listen to this six months from now, I won't even remember. Like that stuff, sure. like, you sure. know. So yeah, oftentimes. Well, it's, it's funny that we're talking about this because it's really current to what I'm working on now with this record that I'm wrapping up with uh, an artist Maggie Delone, and uh, we recorded vocals on a couple of her songs, um, and we ended up re-recording them because they were they turned out a little bit 
too perfect. And and that's that that was my mistake because I'm I'm used to working in more of like pop with radio friendly mm-hmm. type of stuff mm-hmm. where you go through and everything has to be polished and, and mm-hmm. clean. And, yeah. and so this is a, is a little more of an indie vibe and um, we're going for more of that raw organic feel. So we, we ended up re-recording as more like full live takes mm-hmm. all the way through the songs and like little touch-ups here and there between between the takes. But um, just the the feel and the, the, the vibe of them is just so much so different and in such a good way and it builds mm-hmm. it builds momentum up throughout the song. Cool. And you can kind of tell when, when someone uh, is recording has recorded the same thing like a million times. Yeah, and just that one word or just that one phrase, and it just it might not fit into the whole uh, song as well when you, when you do it like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it depends. It definitely depends on what you're working on. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're working in some cases, it does need to sound really polished and clean. Mm-hmm. In some cases, uh, it can sound raw. And then then what you're talking about sounds like you can pick your spots, right? Like yeah. sometimes. It's something about it, the way they sang this sounds, it's not maybe right or perfect, but it just, it's right for the song. Yeah. Um, and if you can find those, those spots to put those, put those little imperfections in that, that add character. Yeah. I think that's the, and that's sometimes, the trick. sometimes the trick in that is telling the vocalist it's okay. Like, yeah. trust me, trust <laughs> me, you know, like I've had a few of those sure. where it's just like, we got to like, just trust me, trust, trust me. Mm-hmm. It, it, when we listen to this, when it comes out like later and you're going to be so proud of this. Right. And it's just like that. What, what happened here is, is something that cannot be recreated. It's like, sure. it's, that's beyond, it's like that, that special performance and stuff. Right. But yeah, so let's, um, let's, let's, uh, let's do here some music on this project, but sure. before we, right before we do that, um, um, why don't you just kind of set it up a little bit and kind of talk a little bit about what this project is and, well, actually, and I'm um, going to play you a song of hers that we worked on together before before this project because we're, we're still actually in the mixing phase okay. so I think it's a little premature to play some stuff off this new record um, but uh, she's a songwriter in town that, that kind of contacted me uh, there's this website I just signed up for it because like I moved to town uh, I was like I, I want to meet people so I signed up with bandmix.com sure just, I know that one yeah. I didn't think anything would come of it but yeah. I've, that band that I met you on they found me through Bandmix. Okay. And this project with her, she found me on Bandmix before she moved to town. She contacted me. And I don't even have much stuff up there. Too. Yeah. It was just like, you know, some yeah. pictures and maybe a song or two. So, I mean, for people listening, that might be a good uh, good way to uh, find some good opportunities. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've been working with Maggie for since the fall, and she's this really talented ASCAP songwriter. Um, and she she's introduced me to a bunch of other really talented ASCAP songwriters, too. So we've been working on their uh, their demos but more of like commercial commercial sounding demos mm-hmm. with full instrumentation full mm-hmm. production that can be pitched um to their contacts in the cool. industry uh so this one's called when it comes to you the first has changed my state of mind Can two hearts combine We're between some and something What a place for words that mean nothing Where the quiet sings If I'm not the one, tell me so Don't hold on just to let me go I will walk with 
Okay, so um, what was the name of that artist? Maggie Delone. Cool. Yeah, she's a songwriter in town and uh, a singer as well. Um, well, she obviously, but I mean, she she plays out, but not too often. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Um, I guess uh, she she's doing this project that we're working on right now for for more of a licensing type of situation for TV and film. Um, and which I think is which is helpful to know ahead of time, uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, you so when you're produ- producing something, you, you know, you're producing it as for radio. Is it for? Yeah. So we're allowed kind of more leniency for instrumental breaks and mm-hmm. an- more ambient kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which would work well as, as background music for 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 TV and film. So it's like yeah. it's a different approach. Yeah. Than, like I'm used to, which is for just super hooky catchy yeah. stuff for the radio like right away like it grabs you um i mean this stuff's catchy too but uh it's it's fun for me because it's different than what i'm i'm normally working on yeah uh and that actually reminds me for something i wanted to share with your your listeners um for people who are doing the freelance music production sort of thing uh there's a, a website that i started using uh, when i when i first started working uh 
on on music projects called Audio Jungle, and it's for world for basically licensing your music online to uh, for royalty free for royalty free purposes. Okay. So you post you you make a track. It could have vocals. It could be instrumental, uh, and you post it on this website, and uh, you you have you have your account, you have your profile, and people can then search up when they want royalty free music, and they'll find your track. They're like, hey, this works for my project. I'll download it. Uh, depending on what they price your your track as, uh, you'll get uh, the commission rate. You'll get at least like either fifty to seventy percent, I think, of it. Um, and so they they take a cut from it, but sure. like, they're also like they're they're pricing it too. So I mean, anybody would anybody that would pitch it would take their big cut anyway. Right. So and yeah. so, and so uh, the, I find the the um, rate of purchase on that website is. is pretty substantial like i when i i've had like maybe some months where i have maybe like 50 60 tracks up on there which uh-huh. is just like instrumental uh-huh. just like fun stuff that i've worked on that i've never actually used for for projects and i'll post them up there uh and you, you when you sell them on there uh i mean obviously they can be resold again and again when someone else wants one it's not like you someone buys it and then it goes off the market they, yeah, they right. license sure yeah they license yep. it so yep. they can use it for their one project and there's like a, a particular uh, way that they can use it and they can't like if they want to sell the product that they're using it in the video whatever it's this price if they're using it for free for something for their free video and they're only using it once it's this price so yeah. they, they figure that all out sure but I mean you can you can make a decent amount of money uh, doing that Killer. Um, if I kept it up I kind of stopped producing for it like a year ago and I still make between like like 200 to 500 on like a good month a month yeah not that's a good yeah, doing for, anything yeah, basically you know? passive income it's yeah. passive income yeah. and, and so i mean i think that's really powerful for especially for musicians like that extra money yeah, is, absolutely is, is yeah, really killer. Good. yeah um so for someone who has some extra music lying around that they're not planning on releasing that's it's got to be pretty good quality um right and and it's got to fit their quality standards but i would i would definitely check that out so what would say the good side again and oh, so i can i'll put it in the show notes yeah, too yeah it's uh uh, audiojungle.net okay audio jungle yeah and there's a couple other ones out there um, but that's a good one that uh, that's pretty active right now cool I'm making a note to uh, include that here in and the again that's notes. just another thing that like when I was when I started working on those tracks like I just learned so much about music production and just like I would work in different genres, different styles. So even if you aren't having clients that you're working with that like that need a track a particular way, if you want to you can just create something yourself that you you like that you think sounds good and even if there's no one to buy it yet uh, yeah. or if there's no one who you know needs it for their record or, or wants to record it yet, you can still sell it. Uh, and and it's not like you sign away all the rights. I think the way it works is if you have a song like let's say you record vocals on a song and you, and you you can actually take your song and sell it on the website um and the only thing is if you know if someone uses their song on like a Toyota commercial mm-hmm. your song on a Toyota commercial you don't you don't get anything other than that flat rate that they paid you yeah yeah that's so, different it, it's a little bit of a sort of a blanket license kind of thing so that's possible like people can on that site it's possible yeah. that a bigger sponsorship might right. come along. Right, but they and, changed it now so that you kept, you get a much bigger upfront Oh, I see, payment. I see. If they're going to use it for over an audience that's over a million people or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So they, they've, they've stipulated that because the, the company was losing money too because yeah. so they were mad about sure. it. Sure, so right, wanted, right. 
So yeah, that's cool, man. That's a, that's a great tip. Um, and, uh, you know, it's like making me think and it strikes me as like, you know, you're somebody who, who's, um, um, pretty resourceful in, in your ability to be able to, like you said, you made the decision Mm -hmm. that you're like, we've kind of touched on like, you're going to do this and this is what you're going to come down and like, here's your vision. Here's what you're going to do. And, and you figured out ways of not getting sucked into the, um, the sort of, well, I want to get a part-time job so that I can sustain yeah. myself and like not getting sucked into like, cause that's a, you, that, yeah. that's a, that's a thing. I mean, people get stuck there, right? That's a sticking point. Right. So that's great. Like what would your advice be to kind of, cause that's a challenge. That's a huge challenge in life. And you've been able to, you've been able to push through that challenge for you. What would if you were to like if you were to give somebody some advice to sort of um, follow that kind of not get stuck like get past that sticking point right um, somebody who wants to do what you do somebody mm-hmm. who's a create somebody who's a creative professional and some yeah. whether that be a musician or something like that um, what would your advice be to to them about bringing that to fruition and like getting past that sticking mm. point. Uh, well, I think in the beginning, like I was saying for myself in the beginning, it was, was helpful to get a lot of experience and whatever it was, even if it was something that I've never done before, never thought of working on this project. Um, just so I could fit, I could figure out exactly what I want to do and what I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Cause that's sometimes that's a, a bigger thing that they yeah. realize like, okay, what do I don't want to do? What do yeah. I not like working on? Or what are my strengths? And it, sometimes it's not clear like right away. Like you don't know necessarily that you want to do, definitely want to do production or definitely want to do engineering. Maybe some people, or maybe they want to do the artist thing. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's so many different paths to take. And I feel like just exposing yourself to every, every style of music, um, as many different approaches. If something makes you kind of uncomfortable and you're like, I'm not quite good at that yet. Maybe that's what you should be focusing on. Uh-huh. Um, uh, at the same time, though, I, th- I do think it's good to, to play to your strengths, too. Right. I think in, in Nashville in general, it's, you kind of need to be able to do, like we were talking about, wear lots of different hats, but still market yourself. as uh, Once you figure out, that, okay, this is what I'm good at, this is what I love doing, find a way to market yourself as that, but still mm-hmm. be able to do uh, you know, a lot of different things, sure. whether, whether it's mixing or um, you know, writing songs and, or, or you know, the promotional side of things, yeah. the marketing, the business. So thing. here's a question yeah. for you. If you could only do one thing of all the things that you do, if mm-hmm. you could only were able to only pursue one of those things, you know, from you, there's recording, there's mixing, there's producing, there's there's mu- being a musician and songwriter, yeah. there's you know even like whatever maybe what would what would you what's the thing that like really like super fires you up? Um, I mean, I just love working with really good musicians and good yeah. and good singers. Um, and so, but yeah, it would be, it'd be production for sure uh, mm-hmm. for me. Um, be, I, I, I like playing music live, but I just really realize that like it's, that's not my calling as far as like mm-hmm. my main gig. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love being able to take my time and put the pieces together and like really like spend a lot of time and work on something that's mm-hmm. that's really beautiful that people can can relate to and, and really enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like I, I definitely think basically doing what I'm doing now is is what I yeah. love to be doing. I just on a more consistent basis, being able to work on projects that 
that like we were talking yeah. about excite me that are the type of music that yeah and, and the one I'm working on right now is a, is a good example of yeah that. I really so love the songs. Yeah, okay so what drew you in like what was it about this project that you're working on right now that was just like that made you just yes like I'm that's that's great yeah like, well I mean part of it and I was going to talk about this to tying it back into like advice for people who want to yeah. do this type of work is the interpersonal part of things where you're you know how to work with pe- learning how mm-hmm. to work with people mm-hmm. in a real positive way and how to kind of leave your ego at the door yeah and just whatever serves the song whatever serves the artist whatever serves like your your final purposes without like worrying about your ego but yeah to answer your question i just really like working with her and and um she's she's really talented and we work well together so it's like mm-hmm. this is something that I, so she asked me and i was like of course i want to do this and i love all the songs yeah and that's the main thing too it's like once you hear the songs it's like uh, sometimes it's hard to if you don't really like the songs or or you think they're not where they need to be yet it's hard to imagine right away it's like oh I know where it, I, all I need to do is change this and do change that change that and then it will be a, be a perfect song yeah. knock it out of the park um, uh, so I mean there's still I mean I, I feel like that's part of the pr- producer's job though is if the song's not where it need, needs to be is you have to speak up and say uh, and that takes that actually took me a long time to do to mm-hmm. be able to say uh, hey, this is not where it needs to be. We either need to re- revamp this or maybe not even do it. Right. You know, and, and yeah. so like, hey, that might, you might lose business doing that. But more often than not, people respect that. Sure. Because that's what they're paying. You, you're kind of, you're like a, you're like a team coach. You right. know, you are pulling, you've been hired to, to, to pull the best mm-hmm. out of people, you know, sure. and to coach them through their musical um, creative process right. to help them make a decision about, um, to help them make decision, musical decisions about what you know what to do and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's what you've been hired to do. You're not hired to actually write the songs, but you're. It's, I mean, sometimes you might be, but like you know, really like um, a lot of times the producer is the guy that's just there to kind of just say you're 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 basically say hey you are on the right track here. Keep doing that yes. or here you're not on the right track. This you know, take another look at this. Yeah. You know, and that's huge too. Yeah. It's like when, when there isn't anything wrong, learning just to step back and just like let it happen, yeah. and don't have to always have your finger in the pie, like in like ha- yeah. having to say, yeah. oh well, you, let's try it this way, let's try it this way. Like um, sometimes a song is perfect, and you don't have to change it. Yeah, like it's great the way yeah. it is, the way the performing. So you're just capturing it. Yeah, and that's that's fun too. You know, yeah. as, as much as I love the creative side of things, like when you're just um, you're uh, facilitating a performance and, and you're realizing that this is something special. So I'm not even going to like fiddle mm-hmm. around with it too much. I'm going to keep it simple. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think like, I, I just really love working with, with people that are, are fun, that are talented, that are really, mo- and the big thing for me is like motivated, like working yeah. with people that this is for them. This is like, this is what they love to do. This is yeah. what they want to do. So you know that when you're working on this project for them, that, the harder you work on it, the you know, this could unlock doors for for both of you yeah. uh, and for the future. But also, I mean, this is something that you're both really going to be really proud of, as opposed to someone who's who's doing it more for um, who, music's a side thing, which is which is fine too. But like, I, I just love working with people who are totally committed to music. Yeah. Like, this is what they they love. They just want to yeah. sing and they want to write songs because you know that this is really special for them. Yeah. So, so it makes you work harder. It, you know, it makes makes the whole process yeah. more, more special. I yeah, think. totally. So a person, so it's like what kind of draws you into a project is, you know, music that is resonating with you and your um, kind of um, tastes and mm-hmm. then 
people that have that you're vibing with interpersonally, just on a personal level, yeah, going like that, feel like I've got a a, a great yeah. connection with this person, and then beyond that, somebody who is willing to walk through a fire to make their their yeah. their you know vision and their mm-hmm. dream and all that become a reality. Because you feel like you're part of something really bigger than yourself and bigger than them. Yeah. Like you're you're part of a a, a yes. career path. And you're yeah. part of it's like something special. That's gonna, yeah, that's it's cool. So for you, it's about the the thing is like for you being involved in something, facilitating something that bringing it to fruition that feels like it's kind of bigger than all of us, right? And that's like the big thing for right. you that's really going to turn you on, as opposed to like necessarily, you know, this is gonna this is gonna be the the next, you know top 40 hit or like whatever the like sure. you know, this is going to be the most ubiquitous song you know but but yeah. something, something more that's that going to be it's going to excite you and excite yeah. them um and and that you can you can tell that that means a lot yeah to the person you're working with um but yeah just going back to the interpersonal stuff like that's something that took a while too for me to to realize like you're sitting with with a with someone in the booth uh recording vocals and it's like how do you get the best performance out of them and really push them but not but keeping them relaxed and calm and not like stressed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that balance takes a long, long time yeah. to, to yeah. get to that point yeah. where like you you know that they can get they can they can do better, and you want to keep getting it out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also want to have that atmosphere of just like laid back fun. Yeah, not not stressed. Yeah, out. it needs to be fun, but you've you've got to but you've also got to introduce some challenges because sometimes. Right. That people need to be challenged, mm-hmm. you know. For but sure. it, you can't always just be in like this. Yeah, you can't just always be in this place because it's got to be fun. People have to enjoy. Like they have to feel. It's got to be rewarding. It's got to be a reward. And that's that is that's like that's very kind of encapsulates just the creative professional day to day life sure. in general, right? It's this place of like you're doing it because you're jumping out of bed and so excited to do this every day. But at the same time, it's like you are you've got to stretch yourself you've got to you, you've got to because if you want to create something that's like in, truly impactful right truly moves a needle truly truly is like it's bigger than just you and bigger than mm-hmm. just the people that you're working with well that's you've that's a big sure. that's a lofty thing to do right you, dig deep you, you, you can't just <laughs> show up and just like yeah you can't just kind of um just kind of skate by the day and 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 no. create and at the end of the you know you can't just kind of like phone it in oh, you, you've got to you, you've got to yeah so that's cool yeah and it's definitely I'm glad you pointed that out because it is it's it can be when you're when you're hired as the guy to pull that out of people and show mm-hmm. up as that guy for them it's scary right you don't want to sure you you like sometimes it's like how do I do this because. I've got to make things uncomfortable. Sometimes it's you like do. I've got to step into this place that's uncomfortable. Yeah. What if what if what they're doing they they really want to do it one way. But you know, for the the success of their goals and their project, that it has to be this this yeah. other way. I mean, I mean, you could be wrong, but I mean, you have to trust your gut. Like that's yeah. why they hired you. Yeah. You know, and so yeah. uh, and you, so you can't always just be their friend. Right. Because sometimes you have to to. 
uh, have those uncomfortable conversations, yeah. uncomfortable moments. Where it's, and, and it happens like more often. I feel like with, with when you're working with musicians, like for like if it's for like an album or for a project, like not necessarily the main artist, because hopefully you're on the same page, but yeah. like you're on the same team. But sometimes you have musicians who's like, oh, this needs like a ripping guitar solo here. And like, well, maybe it doesn't need it yeah. there. How about just single note, like melody yeah. lines? It's like, no, I'm gonna do a solo. It's like, yeah. no, you're gonna do the, yeah, the yeah, melody yeah. Lines, sometimes, you know? yeah, people get. Uh, <laughs> That's a, um, that's a, um, well, I, I find that being one of just kind of the challenges of making a record, uh, for me is, um, that goes in, un, you can follow that under the, the, the category of, hey, everybody, like, think about the project. Don't mm-hmm. think about your part on the project. Think right. about you, how you fit into the bigger picture. Think about yeah. the whole picture because, um, yeah, you, you, there's a reason why you're here playing guitar. You're an incredible guitar player. And right. I know that you're able to do pretty much anything, Sure, but you know, that we don't need a, a, we don't need some kind of Eddie Van Halen crazy thing. <laughs> yeah. We don't need that on this, sure. you know? And like, you know, a lot of times, you know, a lot of times in pop music, it's just, it's simple always wins, you know, that's, a, that's a yeah. lot of the, a lot of, of course, you know, it's part of the arrangement aspect of it too. It's like, I've, I've, Caught myself um, when I first started working on, on on music projects, being a little too complex, especially in the bass levels of like, you know, the rhythm section, like drums and bass and some guitar stuff. And I, I wanted each part to be interesting to listen to by itself. Yeah. And that was a big mistake because mm-hmm. once you have six or seven instruments all doing that, and then you're like vocals and layers on top yeah. of that, like they can't all be doing something unique and 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 you know the self-serving you right know? it's kind of like you have to look at you have to be able to look at the bigger picture yeah say, hey the simpler i play this part the more interesting i can make yeah this other part yeah. the more emphasis i yeah. can give to yeah. this other yeah. part yeah so it's kind of just that this like um this big holistic way of of, of looking at right it, which i think yeah i like I that important that's great sure, yeah. so um what um what are uh, we've probably we've only got a few minutes left, so okay. um, I'll ask you a couple of things as we kind of wrap this up. Um, first of which being when um, you're when you're faced with a challenge like that, when you know when you're like you come up into a, a a place where it's like, okay, I need to step into this kind of this this territory and challenge this person and right. like push back. Like, um, what um, like how do you how do you do that? That's a challenge, like you, you know because. It's hard, like we said. It's hard to um, when you when you know that you've got to you, you now you now you have to make the choice to actually step into that place, sure. right? So what is it? Um, how do you get there? How do you pull? How do you step into that place? Show up that way, meet that challenge, and pull an artist, bring the best out of them. Like what what is it that like? How do you how do you accomplish that? Well, you're talking more as, along the lines of when there's a disagreement between you and the person or is, is there just getting the best performance out of them or both? Yeah. Kind of maybe one and the same. I yeah, mean, I guess kind of, yeah. you know, um, I think, well, for the first, the first part, uh, I cheat and say, Hey, let's try it your way. Let's try it my way. And then we'll decide later. And then I just pick my way. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't actually yeah, right, do that. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is good to try both ways and, and say, cause sometimes yep. you do come up with something and like you realize that maybe that's not right. Yeah. And that's yep, okay. Yep, yep. You're at least trying to see what, what so works So that's better. good. You've got your, you've got your ego checked at the door to always yeah. to know, yeah, I may not have, I may not be the right answer. But yeah. you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the person who hired you to at least explore that and see, mm-hmm. okay, I'm feeling something's not right here. I feel like this could work instead. So let's let's try it out mm-hmm. because more often than not, 
you know, if something's bugging you, um, there's a reason why it's why it's bugging yep. you. And like there's okay. gonna be other people who are listening that are going to it's going to bug them as well. I mean, th- to a degree, sometimes us engineers and producers like get too detail focused and like we're not actually going to the listener is not going to notice that. But if you're if you can like take, zoom out and like listen to the song as a whole and like something's not feeling right. You know, there's there's a reason for that. I mean, like mm-hmm. your, your ears should be trained to, to pick those things up. Uh, and so, you know, I usually, I mean, you have to speak up, you have to say something, you have to you have to try try out your ideas, um, and and just kind of, hopefully, the the person you're working with, their their ego is checked enough to let you let you do that. Yeah. Um, and I mean, at the end of the day, if the person the person's hiring you, and and if they want it, they definitely for sure want it this one way. I mean, that's that's what mm-hmm. you have to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you you can push back quite a bit if you uh, feel like it needs to be uh, a certain way, and and I think it's important to just explain why you feel that mm-hmm. feel that way. It's like okay, well, this uh, this guitar part I feel like needs to be louder in the mix, or this um, you know this vocal this this vocal part I feel like that other harmony doesn't work, but they really mm-hmm. like the harmony mm-hmm. there. Uh, you you can kind of like if you can f- explain why by like. Maybe maybe they had like reference songs they sent you, yeah. And you're like, hey, your reference song. One of the things that I think was cool about this song, maybe one of the reasons why you like it, is because it sounds this way. But if we put this on there, it won't have that same vibe. Mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, sure. It, it, it's it's kind of a hard hard question to answer. Sure, yeah. It, it takes, it's very yeah yeah. yeah. It, take, it takes uh, you know it's, it's a situation yeah. situational thing. Yeah, I'm intentionally um, <laughs> I'm intentionally asking a few of the yeah. sort of higher level abstract yeah, questions because sure. I feel like. That's an area that it's it's the philosophy it's the philosophy of of creativity that I'm after that I want to pull yeah. out you know and so sure. you know um, um, yeah I mean that's kind of what I'm going for as and far like as the I'm, performance goes though um, you know I, I I think what's important is is you're you're working on this one part over and over again and you gotta say hold on stop like. This you're singing this part like what's this song about like yeah. why did you write this song like yeah. who are you singing to uh-huh. and like realizing that like you know you get so focused on like one section and and, and saying hey let's actually just run this whole song through and see because that generally this happens a lot and this is a cool trick is once you work on we were talking about before about whether or not to like go phrase by phrase with with vocalists or, or guitarists or whoever it is to get the part right mm-hmm. or just doing a live full raw organic take. And I think the, the way to do it is both. But then, but do the live organic take after you've worked out everything. The yeah. way, okay, it's like this should be like that. This you should hit. Go to sure. these notes there. You know, don't don't rush this part. And then once they've they've practiced that, like look at all that practice. Yeah, but yeah. it's kind of like on the on the fly, uh, yeah, like yeah. during production, pre-production, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, then you go back and just like do a couple full one yeah. throughs. And usually yeah. those, I mean, what you can there's spot things you got to fix. But yeah. other than that, like. That's that's a good way to get the right performance out of them, and then other in other cases sometimes their first t- run through of, of a song, yeah, whether it's a b- full band or uh, you know uh, individual players yeah. or singers, like sometimes there's some, some special there's something special yeah. stuff that absolutely comes, comes out of there, absolutely. But just just working in more of a not even a technical side of things, just like psychological. Like, yeah, like where is this person stressed out now? Have I have I like given them given them so many ideas that like they're just overwhelmed? Yeah, are they, are they not feeling the song anymore? Um, and and also it it could be just like hey let's turn down the lights let's uh let's just like chill out for a second um 
and it's like, is the mood right for the room? You know, there's mm-hmm. like so many things yeah. too, like you don't even really think about. Sure. That are, is going to affect. So yeah, the it's um, it, yeah, you're it's you're I like it, man. Your focus is uh, is very much on getting to know a person. Yeah. And and developing, working to develop a relationship with them on this personal level. Right. And understanding that that is a place that's a powerful way to guide the project. Sure. And we're creating music. There's some of that that's just these artistic decisions. There's some of that that's these technical decisions. But that is all stemming from my relationship with this person. Like, in other words, your relationship with this person and this Mm -hmm. artist and, like, understanding, like, what they're trying to communicate, the story they're trying to tell, the how do they feel in this moment right now? Do they feel comfortable? Am I I also providing some challenge for them? Like, are they vibing in the actual space? Are they enjoying themselves? Are they, you know, all that stuff. There's a lot to consider. That's super powerful. But but that's super powerful to be, to focus there. To right. have your oh, focus sure. be there is a is a very powerful place. And that's the thing; it, it absolutely is. And, and as we were talking about before, all of that technical stuff that that comes comes before. Once you can get really good with that, then you're not even thinking about that. Yeah. Stuff. And you have the mental power to yeah. focus on those those things that maybe before, you know, you, if you were focused on them and you didn't have uh, you didn't have the technical chops to really. Um, to balance that out, I think it's good to get that background and uh, in the the technical sides of what plugins to use, mm-hmm. what mics to use, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. you know, all all, the, all these great things, and then then that way it frees you up to yeah. to then focus on the person, yeah. and the performance, yeah. Yeah. and uh, you know, it, it can work in a lot of different ways. But I feel like that's that's what works for me. Yeah, totally, man. So I'm gonna ask you one last question sure. as we uh, as we get to close out here, and then uh, we can play a song. Sure. Um, another uh, cut off this. Uh, project or, or you know what yeah, you're working on one, actually that's different yeah, yeah cool cool um but uh and this may this is another one of those kind of higher level questions but uh um if you were to distill down your um approach to creativity and production to you know kind of like one general concept yeah. what would you how would you describe yourself in that way um I feel like my whole work process, like one thing that I find is a general theme is streamline, trying to streamline and, and economize all the things that you don't need to be focusing on uh, so that you can focus on the really important, important aspects of it. And if I can just explain that. Sure. I mean, like my studio setup is very simple. Like mm-hmm. since I'm doing most of the stuff I'm doing 90% of the time and my, my place is vocals and guitar and programming, I set myself up to have the best space and the most streamlined uh, workflow for vocals, guitar, and programming instruments. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I don't need to have everything around, like ev- all the options for every recording any instrument, recording everything, um, and doing the things that I, do, like we, you're probably familiar with the 80-20 principle, mm-hmm. uh, right? So I focus on the things that I do 80% of the time, um, and, or, and I focus on what's the 20% of my gear that that I use eighty percent of the time. Yeah. And I make that really easy to to workflow. So so if I get an idea, I'm like, oh, let me just grab this, record it instantly. It's there, um, and so that that way that frees up my my uh, brain power to focus on yeah. like the most important important parts. Um, and and I just, so w- real quick, what yeah. what is the most what are the, what would you define as like the most important parts? Yeah. So for me, it's definitely vocals and just the overall. Um, 
feel of of the song that I'm working on, cool. as opposed to like getting really detail oriented. I mean, I I do mix. I'm, I, I am a mixing engineer, uh, but I'm I not. That's not where I came. How I came into. I didn't come in from a mixing mm-hmm. engineer. I really respect the guys who have the patience to to focus uh, and be really detail oriented with every step of the, mm-hmm. the process. And I do like teaming up with those those people. But for me, I'd rather just really focus on the the parts of the song that I enjoy most, which is usually like the, the drums and the uh, the vocals. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not to say that I don't work on guitars and sure, piano sure, at sure. all, but I try to find what are those critical points and just make sure you knock those out of the park each time yeah. and not just obsess about everything, you know? Yeah. Like just really be strategic in what in the way you're working and and make things as easy for yourself, both when you're working on the computer as far as like shortcuts or like, you know, uh, hotkeys and that sort of thing, but also just your physical environment. Yeah. Do I have the things around me that I'm going to be using m- most often? Yeah. Um, am, am I going to have to be like shuffling my studio around each time I want to yeah. do, do a different session? Yeah, so man. I feel like that's my general cool. general principle, just to kind of economize. Well, right on, my, man. Yeah. Um, well, we are getting down to the wire, and so I want to um, I want to close this out. I want to you know thank you sure. for coming in and, and being a guest. This was a blast. It was awesome. Yeah, I'd love fun. to I'd love to do another one with you, and Anytime. I would love to you know you know even somebody bring somebody in that you're working with at some Definitely. point. And just that'd be great. Um, real quick, uh, where can people find out more about you? Follow you online, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, my main thing is uh, Ben Bishop Music on on Facebook. That's usually cool. the best way to to find me. Cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm pretty active on that. So awesome, I, I don't man. do Twitter. I'm not a Twitter okay, person. Okay, right on. Yeah, sometimes you gotta you just gotta focus on uh, the thing that works and not be everywhere. Cause for sure, yeah, you can be, end up being nowhere. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome, man. Yeah, I acknowledge you for um, for your your creative vision and your uh, and all the 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 passion and the um, and the words of wisdom that you had to share today and oh, like your you. story of just your dedication and and uh, and what you're seeking as far as creating stuff that's bigger. Then uh, it's an it's a it's a it's a a mission, you know. It's a musical mission, and mm-hmm. so I acknowledge that in you, and it's it's powerful, man. So thanks for coming on and uh, sharing that with us today, and being an inspiration. Yeah, had a and all good that. time. Yeah, awesome, man. Let's uh, go ahead and cue up this song, and that's how we'll end the show. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, this has been uh, episode five of the Modern Recordist. Uh, and uh, yeah, get subscribed in uh, iTunes. Um, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, give us a rating and review. We're in the launch phase of this podcast. Um, rate, good ratings and reviews will uh, will will um, keep us relevant in the charts and spread the word. And if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend. Let me 
making me lonely Like that, like you don't know what I'm saying. I'm done playing your game. So don't blow my phone up and say that you need me. Cause all that you know is just loving and leaving. And I, I ain't got no more. One more, one last time. So good night and goodbye. Girl, get so moving on Steal some love from a stranger Like you have all along I'm gonna play you fool Losing myself and breaking my rules So go on, get out, let me be Yeah, I'm tired of making love You're just making me lonely Just making me love